0: South Africa's big election, the 2024 national and provincial election, is about two and a half months away, we believe, with a big day on the 29th of May. It hasn't been officially announced yet, but all of the signs are pointing in that direction. Some people think it'll be even earlier, 22nd of May, but at the 29th of May, it'll be two and a half months away. From where we are today. And today's a big day because we have the results of yesterday's by elections. Now, the by elections are held when a ward councillor in a local election has either died or swapped parties. So they have to get a new ward councillor in there. And uh, there were seven of those held yesterday, five of which produced fascinating results that we'll go into in some detail in a moment. Most important of all of them is Jacob Zuma's Mkonto Wessizwe party. Zuma, a former president, has camped himself against his party that he led, uh, the ANC, which is currently the ruling party here in South Africa. Yesterday's election was in the far north of KwaZulu-Natal, near Pongola, it's called Mpongola, in the... um, uh, district municipality and Zuma's party got 28% of the votes that were counted there. It's only its second election in the first one in Freyheit earlier this month. Kwonto um, Wyssiswe got 20% of the vote. So it certainly is a party to be reckoned with. It was a red letter day too for Gate and Mackenzie's patriotic alliance that had a sweeping victory in George. That's its fourth ward victory since the 2021 um, local elections. It is critically, though, the first time that the PA has taken a seat of a sitting Democratic Alliance councillor. After these results, one would expect that the DA Brains Trust will begin to reassess its position towards the PA, which even earlier this week, once again, uh, offered an olive branch Uh, in the form of an interview that we had here on News TV with Charles Salier, who's a co-founder of the PA and the strategic advisor. News elsewhere for the uh, Democratic Alliance was more heartening. They managed to hold on just uh, to a ward in Grabo, also in the Western Cape, and that, despite a spirited challenge from the Patriotic Alliance, and did very well in a ward in the East Rand in Gauteng, uh, where the share of the vote was raised to almost 90% from around 60% previously. But one needs to have a look at these wards in detail, and that's what we will do right now, um, for starting off with an overall view on uh, what has happened with the... Uh, what has happened with uh, the results that come to us from the Electoral Commission. Seven overall, of which the uh, two of them uh, were as expected in the Free State and the Northwest Province, where the ANC retained its seats that it currently holds, uh, the ruling party is very strong in those areas, in those two provincial areas. It's elsewhere in the country where it is facing challenges. And the first of those challenges that is worth looking at is uh, Mpongolo, ward number two, uh, where the IFP held to the ward. However, its share of the vote dropped from 48% to 36%. The ANC's share of the vote dropped from 43% to 33%. Now this is relevant because this is deep rural KwaZulu-Natal where up until the entry of Jacob Zuma's party, it was a two-way contest between the IFP and the African National Congress, uh, who in the 2021 election in this ward, got 91% of the vote. That has been cut to 69%, with Zuma's party picking up 28% of the vote here. Newcastle, also in KwaZulu-Natal, was better news for the IFP, and here there was no Mkwanta where participation, and this uh, gave the party a another very strong showing. It's thirteenth by-election victory in the province. Virtually all of those have been against the ANC, and its share of the vote went from 26% to f- virtually 50%. Whereas the ANC's share collapsed in Newcastle Ward 11 from 43% to just 14.5%. Also interesting, though, for those who have been Predicting a resurgence of the economic freedom fighters, the far left party that does so well uh, or has been doing so well in urban areas, well, it did not do well here in Newcastle. Uh, the share of the drop, uh, share of the vote dropped by half from twenty four percent to twelve percent. On to the big victory for Gideon Mackenzie's party, George Ward eight. The PA went from 5% in 2021 to 63% of the vote. It benefited greatly by a direct competitor, the Good Party, not contesting this election. It's the PA's fourth win in a ward council since 2021. But as mentioned earlier, the very first from the DA, uh, it's won two from the ANC and one from Good. The DA itself will probably be uh, circumspect about what happened here. Its share of the vote didn't fall that badly, only from 37 to 33%. But what will be concerning it is that the Patriotic Alliance picked up virtually all of goods, 33% that it won in 2021. The ANC's share continues to decline and is, it's virtually wiped out in big parts of the Western Cape now, uh, its share of this. Ward's vote from four percent to just two and a half percent. Tiervarteskloof was slightly better news for the Democratic Alliance. It managed to hold on to the ward, but only just the share of the vote for the DA, which was a relatively comfortable victory in 2021 at 51 percent, fell all the way down to 28 and percent. Good came second here uh, with 26 percent and it improved. More than doubled from the 12% it had in 2021. And the Patriotic Alliance also virtually doubled from its 12% in 2021. The ANC here was steady at 19%. But you could see a very different result had Good and the Patriotic Alliance decided to work together rather than competing against each other. Indeed, they split the vote, um, which Enabled the DA to squeak home in this constituency. And then the final one that we are looking at today uh, is Okuruleni, Ward 25. And here, very good news for the Democratic Alliance, uh, where its share of the vote rose from 68% to 87%. The ANC fell um, almost to nothing, from 8 to 3. And the EFF, on the other hand, seems to be doing very well in Akuraleni. Despite allegations of massive corruption in that city, in that metro, its share of the vote rose from 2% to 9%. So what are we to make of all of this? Well, it's hard to provide any insights or suggestions or conclusions based on results that are in a very localized area and only for a couple of thousand people. But it does show some very strong pointers for Jacob Zuma's um, re-emergence into South African politics, confirming what France Cronier's results from the Social Research Foundations showed us. Cronier reckons that the most recent polling that they have done in KwaZulu-Natal, which was uh, only a few weeks ago, uh, will give Zuma about a quarter of the vote there alongside the IFP and the ANC, with the Democratic Alliance coming in at 18%. Now, that makes the election coming up in two and a half months incredibly tight and very interesting. Um, It'll be intriguing to see whether Zuma's MK decides to go with the ANC after uh, the vote there in KwaZulu-Natal. Up to this point, it looked like a very uh, most likely a probability that the IFP and the Democratic Alliance, in other words, partners in the multi-party charter, would squeak home there with just over 50% of the vote. Not so much anymore with Zuma coming into the party. So that's Perhaps the biggest conclusion one can draw from those five results. The second biggest one is, as mentioned a little earlier, the multi-party charter wants the Patriotic Alliance to come in, um, but the Democratic Alliance, which is the biggest party in the multi-party charter, does not want it in. And I say that because a number of the, um, other part, the smaller parties, uh, the IFP, uh, Action SA, And the Freedom Front, who are in that multi-party charter, have publicly stated that they need the um, Patriotic Alliance's votes, but the Democratic Alliance has continued to resist any move of bringing them in. Perhaps it's time for those parties that are at each other's throats to realize that they both have something to share. And uh, indeed, for the Democratic Alliance to read through these numbers very carefully because it's got some challenges which were perhaps unanticipated just a week ago. MK emerging in KwaZulu-Natal, so it's going to need as many votes as it can possibly get there for the charter to, to uh, achieve what it intends or what it hopes for, which is to run that province after the election in the end of what well, we think the end of May. And then secondly, there's a challenge coming for the party, most definitely, in the Western Cape. And the pundits continue to point out that although the Democratic Alliance is well um, divided in the population groups between black, white, and colored, uh, in the Western Cape, 53% of the electorate are colored, and those that population group is um, seemingly getting more and more comfortable with supporting the Patriotic Alliance. These are interesting questions um, that the politicians will be um, no doubt juggling with over the next little while. There are more by-elections before we go to the polls, and we don't even know exactly when we will be going to the polls. But the idea of the 29th of May is it's the soonest possible uh, that the ANC will be able to get all of the administration done so that it can go forward. We understand that the ANC has also booked the F&B Stadium in uh, Johannesburg for a big rally just before the 29th of May, which is a little bit of a sign for you too. And uh, also on top of that, the ANC does not want to postpone the election deeper into winter. And according to the constitution, we have to have an election in South Africa before the end of August. So May is bad enough, uh, but going into June, July and August, that is not the time that you're going to get out the vote, especially in the rural areas. I hope this has been useful to you. I'm Alec Hogg from businessnews.com.